Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Welcome back to another edition of Speed Streets, presented by Dirty Mo Media, and welcome to the month of November. Hope everybody had a happy, safe, spooky Halloween. Got lots of candy, or your kids got lots of candy for you. Uh, but we are in November. The NASCAR season is winding down. We have relationships coming and going and falling apart and being restitched and new ones happening in IndyCar silly season. And we have a really fantastic interview for you today. Uh, Catherine Leg joins us uh, for about 30 minutes. And Catherine was very open and candid and honest about a whole lot of different things in motorsport, about women in motorsports, about uh, her future. So you're going to hear that conversation. Stick around for that. Really, really good. Of course, I'm Joey Molinero. we got producer Ben Walden and Connor Daly. Can't go anywhere else without him. CD, I know you're out in L.A. How is the West Coast treating you? Well, apparently it's snowing back in Indy, so uh, we're very, very cold. Uh, so everyone yes. was starting to message me saying that, um, they're very upset with me because obviously it's still quite warm here. So, uh, feels yes. good. Uh, it's, it's been a great few days out here. Really enjoying it. Halloween out here is really, uh, very high, very high level. So, um, but Hey, also happy episode 100. This is episode 100 of no way. street. Wow. This is, uh, very, very highly, uh, highly worth celebrating. So, uh, we appreciate all the listeners, all the folks. Uh, wow, we, we probably should have done like uh, you know like a hundred different guests on the show today, <laughs> but like maybe we can have Ben edit one word from every interview, and then they can make some weird sentence. I don't know, so, something weird, but play some celebration music. We made it to one hundred, uh, and it's been a great time. So congratulations to the boys here of Speed Street, and um, and yeah, and actually, oddly enough, to celebrate episode one hundred. We're having our first uh, female guest, so that's big, big for us. Probably moving ahead. <laughs> yeah, man, one hundred. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. What all has gone down in the last two years from when I shot you that text? We decided to just start, you know, finagling with it, and we we're doing it on our own. And then the fine folks at Dirty Mo Media 
decided they wanted us to come under their umbrella and work with them, which has been fantastic. So yeah, big shout out to everybody out there in the neighborhood. I believe we have grown into a neighborhood now. We started off as just a house on a street of speed, and now it is a full block, if not a full neighborhood, and that is all kudos to you. Of course, kudos to Connor, kudos to Ben, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mike Davis, everybody for uh, providing the opportunities, the resources, and everything. And um, yeah, very proud of it. That's awesome. I, I, I am as well. It's great. Yeah. Um, so how, how was our Halloween's fellas? What did we go as Ben? What did, did you dress up as anything? Joey, did you do a family like a dad, dad, child costume? Oh, yeah. The wife, what well, do we, well, what we have? Well, ben, you're, you're still, you're still the youth. So you're still the young in here. You probably had many parties filled with a lot of, uh, you know, interesting drinks that you were bobbing Keystone for. Keystone lights, and stuff like that. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Uh, you think I'm drinking Keystone. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I hate to disappoint. This was the first Halloween in a very, very long time. I did not do anything because it was a weeknight. And, um, as lame as that sounds, um, people have have, jobs. Who would have thought I have jobs. We got school. (laughs) We got things to do. I hang out. Halloween weekend, like the 27th and the 28th, 28th to 29th. We're going to celebrate this upcoming weekend. Um, we're going after we're just, yeah, we're going after, which is a little unconventional. Um, but yeah, no, I did not dress up. Uh, I don't know if we're going to dress up this weekend, but we're going to be celebrating this upcoming weekend. I promise it will be uh, a good time and it'll be worth the wait. I'll just leave it at that. No, you, you have to dress up, though, if you're going to be celebrating. Right. If you're going to be celebrating Halloween and having a party, you have to at least make some sort of effort or attempt to have an outfit on. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think... Um, I, I don't think it'd be, you know, out of character considering we haven't yet, but I have, I do have a costume picked out. So at the very okay. least. So, okay. Is this That's a surprise? Good. See, I, I find it a little weird that we're celebrating after, like in November. Yeah, that throws me. That throws me. That's right. Yeah. Cause like now it's for me at least, and, and my girlfriend as well, it's Christmas. Like now, uh-huh. today yep. we woke up this morning. It's now right. Christmas time. Merry Christmas, so I, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Thanksgiving here. isn't a thing. Yep, exactly. Uh, well, no, there. I saw this funny meme. It was like it circled all like it circled three days in uh, in November, and it was like Thanksgiving. The rest is Christmas before. Yes, that's yes. yeah, mm-hmm. how it is. Uh, I can I can get down with that. I can get down with that. I do. I'll start off actually real quick. I'll start off with a willpower double birds here. Okay. I, my my willpower <laughs> double birds is to uh, these kids on the street who come up to your house. And they decide that for whatever reason on Halloween, they're going to go trick or treating, but they're not going to dress up. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. they're, they're just, just going to, yeah, they're just going yeah. to, they're just going <laughs> to like take advantage of being youngish and come up to That's your doorstep. Tough. And they don't, sometimes a lot of them, they don't even say anything. They just show up with their bags and they just hold them open. I'm like, if you're not going to dress up, you at least need to give me a hearty trick or treat. Like, I don't know where this line crossed. Like you, you I, 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 big double birds of people. Sorry, they're kids, but like, come on, dress up, say trick or treat, do your part. Absolutely, I, I, I agree. I, I Halloween as well. Uh, first of all, Joey, what did you guys? What was the? What was the costume? What? What? Yeah, we so have? it was. It was uh, my son's. So last year was his first Halloween, but he was like two months old. Yeah, uh, this was his first time going trick or treating. So this was kind of his first uh, like real Halloween. He was a kangaroo, uh, okay, super super cute. 
Uh, my wife went as like a like a like a zookeeper, right? Right, okay. like a like a safari zookeeper. Yeah, to kind of go in theme, and then I go every year as Michael Myers. So we had um, a Good. kangaroo <laughs> a zookeeper, and then I had uh, my full Michael Michael Myers get up on. Although I did watch out for the kids because we went early trick or treating because my son's one, and uh. so I went to about five houses, right? And it was early, and so I had the like. Michael Myers overall jumpsuit on, but I didn't have the mask with me. I took the pictures of the mask, but I left the mask off because I didn't want to scare the kids. Mm, Smart move. That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. I uh, Halloween out here, uh, it, wild, wild deal. A lot of creativity, obviously, out in like sure. LA. You got all all folks of the arts. A lot of TikToks um, being made from yeah, outfits. lots of those, and uh, you you really could see a bit of everything. Uh, you know, big. Lots of people out, but lots of creativity, lots of interesting. I, I saw last night, I thought you guys would appreciate this. Uh, There's a ton of people out. Uh, they had some roads shut down for big old Halloween celebration here last night. And uh, there was a, a man who had live snakes in the middle of the road that he was like offering to like put on people for photographs. Now, it was $10 for a picture with a giant python on his neck and like stand next to him. Or twenty, if you wanted to have the large python put on you, and I'm I'm not talking like a small snake. Like this is a big, like, uh, like Britney Spears at the VMAs snake, like yellow and white snake. Because literally, my girlfriend Amy was Britney Spears from the VMAs, uh, the "Slave for You" song, and like she was wearing a fake snake, and then there was the real snake that was like yellow and white, and we almost. I, Thankfully, like I'm not a big snake guy. Okay, I'm not a not a snake guy, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Very glad that uh, she did not get attacked by a real snake last night. Um, like a physical animal was out in the road, and like I that is that that's crazy for me. Uh, that's, that's that's this level. Did Did you take advantage of the situation and look at her and say, "You got to pay ten dollars for that one. I got you one for free." Well, that's it. Then I was teeing you up for that one. I as soon as I as soon as I heard snake tamer or something about snakes, that that's where I knew you were going with it, and I'm really glad that we got there. So, either way, man, I, I like I've never seen you know I I, I guess like I, you see petting zoos at places, but I've never seen someone with um I don't know. I just uh, snakes. There, there are. I was very out on snakes, but you know what? I'm sure that guy made a ton of money for ten dollars snake pictures and twenty dollars snake wrestling uh, opportunities. That's very interesting because it strikes me more as a Florida man type situation. Does, that does seem like a Florida man thing. I I completely you know, agree. Like yeah, that's the headline. Like uh, a man in the street selling snake pictures. You're like, oh yeah, that's probably like Ocala, Florida. Exactly. Know? Not Los yep. Angeles, but and. To even propose something else, has there ever been any sort of actual live snakes in the snake pit at the 500? Do you, do you think that'd be like a point. good opportunity to show up? You got, you know, all those people there, snap some photos with a snake during the 500. I feel like that's a missed opportunity for the the snake entertainers out there in the world. And does this guy have insurance too? Like what if this right. snake is, you know, I assume that snakes, they still somewhere in their mind, even if they're, you know, docile house snakes, uh, what if the snake is, gets a little hungry and decides to maybe snap at one of these idiots that okay. might be, no. let's say, they're a little bit too alcoholized. You know, they're they're a little bit on the sauce, and snake is like, this guy sucks. Boom, 
Is that like a, hey, it's a cash only business. So see you guys later. Or I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with guy on the street in LA who has snakes to take pictures with probably not heavily insured. Yeah. I'm I don't gonna, think I'm there's a, a liability. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that he probably is just kind of, um, you know, you're, you're going on the honor system kind of. Like, yeah. Hey, you're, you're paying. So you know what you get into. Like, yeah. I mean, it is a snake. But uh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Now, what were you covering? Because yeah. I saw Amy's outfit, but you were Top Gun. I was Maverick, obviously. Okay. Because okay. I, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I bought some uh, denim jeans, a plain white T-shirt. I got some nice boots. I was, I was going Maverick from Top Gun Two, so not quite like old jeans with cowboy yeah. boots, but modern denim with like, uh, you know, like some brown, uh, just you know, executive yeah. boots. Yeah. And sure. it was him on the motorcycle, you know, with the with the aviators, with uh, oh yeah, lady on the back, and uh, I even bought a a fully authentic uh, Maverick like Pete Mitchell jacket, like I had a full Ooh. on flight flight jacket uh, that had all the patches on it, so all the right you know Top Gun patches. So I felt felt like I had spent some money on it. Had the aviators. It is very basic, yes, absolutely very basic. But I love Top Gun too. I'm not like it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and I feel good about it. So I, I yeah, I, I I felt I felt solid in the in the Halloween category. No, no it looked good. Yeah, because like I, I I saw the pictures and scrolling and everything. But like you know, I think the the tell of how good your costume is is like when you don't really have to say it, you know, or when you don't really yes. have to like you can scroll past it and you're just like, oh, he's probably Top Gun, and that was my yep. that was that was my guess. So I think you nailed it. It was more um, fun in detail. If you saw the patches, you're like, "Oh, hey, all right, this there's some effort behind this." And it wasn't the just, "I'm going to wear a flight suit." It was like, "I'm going to get some denim. I'm going to wear a belt. I'm going to wear these sh boots." You know what I mean? You had to had to right. put a little bit of effort into it, just a little bit. The season's best drivers are on their way to Phoenix for this weekend's championship race, and DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the keys to the action. New customers can turn burnt rubber into big bucks. All you got to do is bet five bucks on the race to get 200 instantly in bonus bets, no matter what happens on the track. The round of four is set, and even though a champion will be crowned this weekend at Phoenix Raceway, anyone could win the race. Teams will put it all on the line, so be sure to tune in to Dirty Mode Doe as they handicap the field and recommend bets to watch for the 2023 season finale. Get in on the red-hot racing action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SPEED. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's code SPEED, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash auto racing for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yeah no absolutely good for you that's awesome <laughs> well uh i know Halloween's that uh, yeah this death. is like our this is like our third halloween episode that we that we've had and we're always a big fan of it but we're also big fans of uh, the holiday season and everything that's to come here uh, coming up with, with Thanksgiving and Christmas and whatnot. So looking forward to those shows, no doubt. Let's hop uh, into the IndyCar, into the uh, motorsport world, um, right. because that is, you know, typically what people tune in, tune in to uh, hear us talk about here. Um, and uh, since the last time we chatted, um, some news has come out, some broke in uh, IndyCar silly season with Callum Eilat, young Callum Eilat, friend of the show. Um, great dude, uh, very good driver, um, and his time has mutually uh, agreed to upon coming to a close with uh, Junko's Hollinger. Uh, that news broke, and he will no longer be racing for them, so now he is out there. Um, kind of, we were talking before we started recording, but just kind of really ugly kind of unfortunate just weird situation that all came to be with with Callum yeah. and Yunkos. Yeah, that was uh that that's quite an interesting relationship and and obviously Callum friend of the show uh Yunkos like Ricardo Yunkos friend of mine I consider him family for a very, for a very long time uh you know right. I, I I think I won their first championship in in car racing for them and I lol feels like a, an eternity ago now but they're great people um but there was obviously something going on there. The 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 heat between him and Augustine Canapino, who again, friend of the show, um, uh, there was a lot going on there. I mean, the 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 Argentinian fans are super super passionate, and obviously Ricardo is Argentinian as well, right? So, I, I think I don't know the inner workings of that team. Obviously, like I I know a lot of the people. But I don't know how Callum was to work with either. Like I, I don't, I, I didn't see a ton of interaction other than you know public statements being issued about um, you know how they support drivers or they don't want people to hate on them. But I think a couple times you'd see some of those statements were like, ah, maybe they could have got behind their guy a little bit more. You know what I mean? And and like yeah. Callum's a guy that like I I think if you if you pay attention to the sport very well, you understand that Yunko's probably not you know, the top team right now, they're, they're new, they're getting better, but 
you know, Callum put that sucker on the front row end of the year last year at Laguna Seca. You know, this year he definitely was the lead car on that team. Um, you know, several issues of, of bad luck, I would say, this year for him. And in general, that team might have struggled a little bit with performance some places more than others. But, like, that's we all know that that's part of racing. Um, but Callum is a, is a guy who for sure deserves to be in an IndyCar. And for this to happen... I would say it was surprising because I, you know, I talked to Ricardo a little bit and he's like, well, you know, we, we have like, I, I have Callum and, you know, unless someone wants him, like, you know, I, I, he's under contract to me and I'm like, all right, well, there you go. But clearly there was a, you know, there, there was something going on there. And again, not a lot has been said. I don't think I, I haven't seen a ton of interviews about it, but this is actually, I, if people listened to the show last week, I, I mentioned, um, that there were, I, I had got text a rumor that I was like, whoa, this is kind of wild. And this, this was that rumor that I, I got, I had got a text and I was, I was looking through it. I was like, no way. Like Callum is really letting go. And then I, we obviously, if we want to talk about the, you know, alleged speculation that Roman Grosjean is going there, which they have announced yeah. they have, they put out a little statement, a little graphic, and they said, "Hey, when we announce our driver, I think they're announcing it today or or, or soon, uh, this week or something." But check. if you if you put the things together, there's a few flames on the uh, on the announcement picture, um, and there's some there uh, some some of the writing was in French. Nathan Brown, uh, who he wow. he's you know obviously a journalist, he he was connecting the dots. He's like. There was a you know release or part of it was shown in French and the flames on the picture announcement and he's like it's Roman Grosjean and so like we'll we'll allegedly say that uh, because that's the speculation is Grosjean is going there but again yeah, yeah known, I, known Frenchy no no known Frenchman obviously yeah there. known Frenchman yeah I I I just I find that to be an odd combination I know that you know there. There was a funding element, I think, that was helpful for Yunkos. I think they did they did need some funding. As I, I had talked to them about, you know, potentially racing for them next year, because I was like, "Hey, what does it look like? Like, what do we need?" And 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 to be fair to Ricardo, he was like, "Look, man, there's a ton of people walking around with money right now, and and we just have to know how much like how much is out there. Who who can we fit best with our operation?" I think Grosjean. Yep. I, that is my uh, most interested to see how that relationship develops team for next year with with Grosjean and Ricardo. I don't know how well they know each other. I don't know if he's got any connections to the team there, but that is my very curious to see how this uh, deal develops and if if how yeah, just I'm very curious. I I, I, I like both people. I like all the yeah. people involved, which is kind of a shame to see everyone. There's a lot of chaos here, but very, very curious. Well, yeah, and I'm just refreshing socials right now to see if anything had, you know, uh, been announced uh, as we started recording here on Wednesday. Hasn't. I uh, haven't seen anything yet. But, yeah, I mean, towards the end for for Roman there at Andretti, like, it was kind of well documented that he was kind of just like being a dick, you know? Like, yeah. And that's at, that's at a team like Andretti. Uh, so we don't know what, how is he going to, with a, a smaller team, you know, come in and, and he's again, throw, throw ego around, throw weight around. Like what, what you did absolutely to your point, that is going to be really interesting to see just how the, those minds that are working over there and that operation come together. If yeah. he is indeed the driver. Yeah. I mean, 
I, it, it, that, again, that's why I listed under uh, relationship I'm most interested in seeing develop. So, like Roman actually called me last week. Oddly enough, I, I hadn't talked to him in a while. He called me. Uh, he needed something uh, for just some other random deal, um, but he seemed confident in, in what he had going on. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I still like I, I definitely enjoy you know my communications with uh, with Grosjean. Uh, he's always been cool to me, always raced me well, but uh, but you you can definitely tell from the outside there was some disgruntled folks in that relationship with Andretti. Obviously, yeah. there was some arbitration going on, which we learned about. Uh, we learned yeah. the definitions of those words. Um, yeah. and and now with Yokos, I mean, I, I, I it's 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 a hope that we have a you know reality television show type drama. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I would love to see how that develops. I would love to see how, uh, first of all, the steps that they take with that relationship with McLaren. You know, maybe there was a McLaren relationship that maybe there was some McLaren connection uh -huh. that that Grosjean keyed up. I don't know. You know, he's he knows all those guys over there. Um, so very, very curious. And 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 I, I, I just I think that's going to be and him and Canapino too, like. Talk about two of the most followed drivers that we have on our grid. Can you imagine if they got into it? You'd have the entire nation of France going after the entire nation of Argentina. I mean, that's that's uh, that would be a a scene. Yeah, that would be an internet well, scene of the ages. I'm, I'm I'm sure that you know we will probably see something like that based on you know the results and how things have panned out over the last couple of years. Um, as a fan, someone who is, you know, I I pretty much know that I'm not going to be full time in IndyCar. I can't wait to see it. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna, yeah, sure. You know, I, I'm I'm excited to see what goes on. Uh, you know, we'll I'll obviously, you know, try to. Well, looking like it's it's going to be great to be out there with everyone for the 500. But like, man, it's it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun for now, us to, to talk about. Where now, obviously that opens up. Where does that lead for Callum Eilat to fall? Uh, yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Have you heard anything that you can relay here? I really have not. I, I text him immediately and I said, you know, I said a few things and I said, so what, like, what do we got? And he's like, honestly, there's not much left because there is yeah. like, unless, right. because Andretti was not going to run a fourth car and, you know, it would take a serious amount of money, a big investment for them because they lost the leader circle on that car to run a fourth car. Callum doesn't come with big sponsorship. Like Callum's not a guy who can just be like, Hey, I'm going to throw my weight around. I'm going to be like, I'm going to show up, yep. with, uh, you know, a few different bags of money to like create my own future. Like he's a, he's, you know, he's, he's not that guy. He's, he's here because he's talented. He doesn't have a bag of money with him. So uh, I, you know, I, I, I think Andretti, if they really want to, you know, have the strongest lineup, you know, I would love to be there, but I, I, I that's, you know, that was out of the question. But do they go after him? I don't know. Maybe like technically they could do it, but think that's another few million dollars they got to invest. I'm sure they, if if they haven't planned on running a fourth car, it's too late now to really make that choice because you got to hire the people, you got to have you know the the equipment. So I, I I I don't know where he ends up. I mean, if for him to go to Dale Coin Racing, I, I don't see that happening because Dale always needs money as well. Um, Dale Coyne, they just made an announcement. They got Mitch Davis, I believe, to come back and, and be their team manager. Mitch, uh, I think it's Mitch Davis. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been around a long time. So that's, that's great. Dale, you know, Dale finally got in the news, uh, again for, for some positive team building stuff. Um, 
but I, I just I don't see Callum going there. I, I, I so so therefore I, I don't think there's anything left unless someone. The only thing that would that would happen is if someone adds another car. If there if there's some some sort of additional car to the McLaren lineup or um but and it would have to be a good team too because like Callum doesn't want to race you know at the back all year long and and again the the driver market seems to change all the time so I I I don't know what's going to happen um you know does he take a year off and go sports car racing you know he could easily get you know he does he has great relationships in sports cars I don't know but it would be it would be a travesty to not have Callum Eilat on the grid after what he's done the last two years uh and just the work that he's put in like he's like the guy has you know he was with Ferrari Formula One and 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 Alfa Romeo Formula One, like you know, very very much almost on the verge of being in Formula One because he's a good driver, and I think he he proved himself in IndyCar as well many many times. Uh, it would be a shame to to not have him on the grid. So I, I'm very curious to see. We still have a lot of you know a lot of things to play out here for this 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 off season. Yeah, and and just not, like on top of. His performance, uh, you know, behind the wheel, you know, I, I found Callum to be a, a pretty fun, entertaining personality, Agreed. engaging guy, both online and interviews, uh, you know, on, on, on pit road and interviews on our show. So, uh, you know, so much that we talk about all the time, obviously with this series is, you know, getting personalities, interesting people, fun people. And, uh, so not only, you know, him as a driver, but him as uh, a personality to, to roll behind and, and, and get behind and root for, that would that would be a bummer for sure. So, yeah. hey, Tilly season is, you know, absolutely still in full swing, even though you've had a lot of boxes checked and people falling in different places. There's still still stuff out there that we're going to be uh, keeping an eye on, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, switching over to NASCAR now. Yeah. Uh, we got, we're, we're, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping it's finally up here coming to an end. Yeah, <laughs> coming to an end, and then like three weeks, they'll be right back at it, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll 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 get it going again. Um, what are we thinking for uh, coming up here, Connor, to wrap things up in the NASCAR world? Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to believe the racing is finally you know we're uh, it's it's wild to think of how much IndyCar has missed out. Right, like it's a shame that we've been we've been off for so long because. There's there's so much other racing going on, but uh, you know we 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 understand that that is the situation, and you know what NASCAR I think has had a great run of a couple races. Uh, I've enjoyed watching it. You know the Xfinity race at Martinsville over the weekend. I, I've never raced at Martinsville or short track like that, but it, it's definitely a wreck festival, a a rub a dub dub, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. forty dudes in a track type thing. Uh, you know, and and there's uh, there there's there was a ton going on. I mean, you saw, you had cars going up in flames over the line in the Xfinity race. At the end of the race, you had two teammates taking each other out, uh, Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill. That was a, that was a crazy, it was great to watch. Like I will say it it was very entertaining. We even had the pace car breakdown in the Xfinity race. I think so there was, there was a lot there that happened. Um, and, and it, and it was, I, 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 as much I wish there was less yellows, but again, that is just how that racing works uh, on the short track stuff. But to see Justin Allgaier, obviously Junior Motorsports under our, our our banner here, love to see that him him secure himself in. Um, but that you know that last corner changes the entire playoff landscape, and that's it's so interesting that NASCAR has that um, that like literally you have 
one person competing for a championship and then one corner later you don't and the person who was third you know it's 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 i think it's entertaining I, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on that but i do think it's entertaining i do wish that there was more attention on some of the other folks um you know that are also racing for wins and and, and racing you know deeper in the pack but um but yeah and and also ryan blaney like I would not have predicted Ryan Blaney winning Martinsville to secure his way into the championship. Uh, I, I I have my, might have a little bit of that in the podium later, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a great uh, a great racing weekend for NASCAR, and I'm I'm honestly pumped for them. We got we got Marco Andretti in the truck race coming up at Phoenix, uh, so we get to him watch him again, um, and 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 just uh, I I think you know if we're gonna put if we're gonna put our our hats on the table and if we're gonna pick who's gonna win yeah, I was gonna say who do you got I got Larson Larson's winning the championship that, I, that's what I got I, I think when uh, it comes to Phoenix that type of track I think he's gonna lock that sucker in so I don't know what you guys think but I'm going Larson that's that's my pick for the championship alright Connor's got that Ben I know you're locked in over there in the NASCAR world thoughts yeah Larson's gonna be tough to beat um, but honestly I thought if Blaney could make it to the championship four, I think he's actually going to be really good because he finished second last year and almost beat Logano uh, for the win. Logano won the championship, but he finished second in the race. So um, Larson, I think, will be the favorite, but I think my second guy, I'd, go, I'd actually go with Blaney. All right. Yeah. I love it. There we go. Can't go wrong. Well, I mean, but seeing Blaney win a championship would be cool. That would yeah. be wild. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, all right. Do you want to get into podium or Catherine? Let's do it. Let's do the podium, and then uh, and then we can get into Catherine right after that. All right, sweet, cool. Weekend podium. Let's go. Fire it up, Connor. What do you got? Yeah, Ben. I noticed puts uh, great music. So Ben, uh, please cue the theme music for the podium. Here we go. And now we're back. <laughs> But uh, great, great find there, Ben. I appreciate you doing that. Um, so P3 on my uh, on, on the podium today, a trophy, a trophy getter uh, is TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx is on my podium. Uh, I I had to do some shopping for um, ooh for the yep. Formula One race weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, now I know that Formula One probably doesn't promote their fans shopping at TJ Maxx. I, however going to break that mold i i feel very prepared for my formula one race weekend doing some commentary with bob varsha uh getting some nice button down shirts getting some getting some nice pants getting a few just getting a few upgrades um and my girlfriend amy very very smart person when it comes to deals and finding the right clothes and 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 she was the uh well she was my leader into this uh world of of tj maxx so uh we we had a wonderful shopping spree i must have bought you know, four or five shirts, all very affordable. So really appreciate yep. CJ Maxx for what they do uh, and and making sure that uh, we can show up to Formula One looking like we didn't shop at TJ Maxx, but we shopped at, uh, you know, a very high-end manufacturer. Um, so I feel good about it. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, now that you are uh, heavy into the world of uh, relationship, uh, with a with a lovely young lady, the more often you are going to be familiar familiarizing yourself with TJ Maxx. Yeah. So <laughs> welcome. Uh, yeah. Great to have you. Uh, that is about a once a week stop for my lady, and sometimes it's not even for anything in particular. It's just yep. to go and be in Look TJ Maxx. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So welcome. Yeah, that's a good Thank one. Thank you. Uh, number three for me. 
third place, we were just talking about uh, NASCAR. We were just talking about Ryan Blaney, who is a noted Star Wars fan. Uh, and so third place for me is going to go out to the Bubba Wallace X-Wing and Luke Skywalker collaboration. Very cool. I don't cool. know if you guys saw mm-hmm. this, uh, but it's Columbia. It's Star Wars. It is uh, Bubba Wallace rocking uh, Luke Skywalker's X-Wing Red 5. That's his, that's his fire suit. He's got that. And then his helmet is you know, uh, made to be like Luke Skywalker's X-Wing helmet. Very, very famous one, which is beautiful. And then uh, the ride itself uh, is made to look like his X-Wing. And it is awesome. Uh, I I love, you know, that's that's one of my favorite parts about uh, racing in the motorsport world is these um, partnerships that come to be, you know, in IndyCar, NASCAR, and getting to have these collaborations to where, uh, you know, Connor, your 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 Air Force ride looked like you know one right, of those yeah, fighters yeah. or bombers, right? That's that's fantastic. I mean, we have these kind of examples time and time again. Marco Andretti back in the day with the Clone Wars uh, wrap that he had on. Um, so Tyler Reddick, I think, had the Star Wars livery too this weekend, right? Yeah, Tyler, yeah, yeah. So there's two two uh, yeah. Star Wars cars this weekend. Yeah. So they have. I was just reading up on it. Uh, that's incredible. More details. So. They had the the light side, obviously, which is uh, Bubba and the X Wing, and they said they're going uh, the dark side, the Empire with Tyler Reddick. He'll, he'll uh, his livery is going to be in the in the form of a Tie Fighter, uh, one of those Love that. flying around there uh, with Darth Vader and the Empire. So obviously, well documented on the show, well documented in my life. Big Star Wars nerd. So anytime you can have those kind of partnerships, I think it's awesome. P three for me. I love that. I completely agree. Ben, go for it. Yeah, the video they did was awesome, and they actually had. Uh, you know, Luke Mark there, Hamill. Mark Hamill in there. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, awesome. that just goes to show yeah. the power of NASCAR is incredible. So <laughs> it is still there, still very high on the list of powerful series. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, P3 for me, I have it sitting right next to me. I just finished it um, 10 minutes after Sarah recorded. I got my first mint coffee of the season. Now that, uh, you know, fall's still going on, but I Christmas, went to order my yeah. coffee this morning and they had their mint drinks and I'm a big mint drink guy. Like, Okay. Now, I don't care for pumpkin spice this much, but as soon as the mint drinks show up, like that is all, sure. my, I guess, November to December down. So um, first one of that, I'm pretty stoked. Not necessarily like big into the like super early Christmas thing, but if it gets me my mint drinks, I'm all for it. Did they Love have, do they have like a, a, a holiday themed cup or is oh, that yeah, not out here? I'll show you. It's, it's like a sprinkle oh, kind of deal. Wow. I went to Dunkin' nice. So it's pink. So, you know, um, you know, people look at it and say, yep, that's Duncan. So went with the peppermint mocha. Uh, I'll be changing it up. Looks like Starbucks is starting their drinks in my area tomorrow. So um, probably for the next few recordings, you're going to see me Wednesday mornings with some sort of mint drink uh, to my left. There we go. All right. Yeah, I love that. You're hopping I love on that. early. Hey, good deal. Good stuff. Um, P2, what up? P2. So I'm going with a, a little bit of a NASCAR theme here as well. Uh, but the Ryan Blaney and the Penske NASCAR program, I think, they get my P2 on the list because I follow NASCAR very closely. And and Ryan Blaney, actually, I, I did most of the Daytona 500 with Ryan Blaney because I, I, we basically were just drafting buddies for once his car was damaged. We like, we, he, I actually, I think I helped him get on the lead lap. Uh, we just kind of ended up working together. But that team through the middle of the year, like you saw some of their results pages and you yep. were like, man, like this is, this, there are some places where Penske just missed it. And uh-huh. that was very, very not Penske, I feel like. And even guys like Joey Logano were not even in the conversation for some race wins, for some for some places that you were like, well, that's, you know, I remember seeing, you know, Cindric 
Blaney, Logano, and you're like, these guys are finishing 20th and, and, and mid 20s and, 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 and even like, you know, 15, 16. And it's just, it's just, that's not the Penske way, right? But of course, the Penske way, now Ryan Blaney's fighting for the, the championship and the championship four. So they, they, they pulled it together when they needed to. Um, and that's impressive. Again, that, that's top tier organization, uh, behavior. That, that's, that's okay. We, we might be struggling. How do we, still make this work how do we how do we figure it out and they did it once again it's just it's incredible to see and, and i'm happy for ryan because i think ryan's a good dude as well so uh that that was my p2 on the list after after seeing some struggles throughout the year i would say uh you know they've obviously won races but um you know i would say there's there are a lot of places where they were struggling more than other other people yeah you could you can keep them down for a bit but you can't keep them down forever uh, that that exactly. is the the Penske way, without a doubt. All right, my P two uh, is going to go to trick or treating as a dad. Oh, um, highly highly recommend. Uh, wow, what an experience! I mean, my kid is <laughs> my kid. My kid is one. We went to five houses. We made it through one street. Um, you know, but I would carry him. Uh, you know, I, I I would carry him on the sidewalk, and then I would drop him down, and he would walk his his little way up into the doorstep and you know he he is on the cusp of, of talking he'll say a, f- a few things but every now and then he threw out a little like he says peace for please <laughs> and uh he would do that and um you know it's just it was it was just so cool like i highly recommend for for you guys hopefully one day if you want to be dads but um, you just think about all those times, obviously growing up your, your childhood and, and get to go and, and trick or treat and be a part of it. And then you're like, wow, this is the start of his journey. And then, and, and being there with, with them, um, you think you're gonna, you know, you're like, man, like I miss being a kid, but it's just, you're so overwhelmed with, you know, just how cool and, and, and proud and, and, uh, and fun it is to be there for them and help make memories for them. So Highly recommend it. I'm going to stop talking now before I start crying. So, <laughs> I love it. It's holiday season, baby. <laughs> yeah. Ben, go for it. Yeah. No. Um, like I said before, I kind of delayed my Halloween stuff, but that's cool that, Joey, you're able to kind of live vicariously through your kids now uh, for, for yep. trick or treating. You know, you get to a certain age where maybe you can still kind of do it, but not really. But that's funny. You still get to kind of be a part of that. Um, P2 for oh, yeah. me, I'm also going to be hitting the the NASCAR deal. I was at Martinsville on Thursday for the modified race and then at the Xfinity race. Um, Cole Custer's reverse move to get him across the start yeah. finish line was super epic. Um, <laughs> he was kind of riding the, the the cut line through the whole race. And they, like you said, Connor, they had that last lap, you know, wreckage basically where, you know, eight, eight to ten cars were involved. And Cole gets shot up into it and he's probably, I don't know, 50 to 80 feet from the start finish line and he's all tore up fires back the engine somehow as the front half is torn off he throws in reverse floors it the whole front end explodes and it goes up into flames and he slides across the start finish line and i think he made it by like seven points or something like that and he gets out and um i think it was less than that i think i think probably was was. i think he was seven going into like two to three to go and then i think he was probably like two or something yeah, but so, like he literally, because there were so many cars askew yeah. front straight that he put it in reverse. The car was already destroyed. He, I, I watched the onboard video. He just floored it and and just never lifted off the gas until the engine exploded like a bomb 
which it did. It literally mm-hmm. like yeah, literally you know, engulfed. Take so much yeah, like living life on the limiter, and the guy exploded the engine like a missile and crossed the finish line. So I got yeah. to say, hey, all, all an engine needs to hold on for is another hundred feet, and and it did, and then it went up like a bomb. So that was that was I I completely agree. Totally entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, uh, all right, Very moving nice. on to the yeah, rub, top of the podium for me. up here with P1, yeah. Top of the podium for me uh, in general is uh, where we're going with Halloween creativity and uh, the adult Halloween costumes and where people are going and how they're making things with, uh, I don't know if it's 3D printers or what we're manufacturing. There, you know, I, I saw a man fully dressed up as a Spartan 117 from Halo, uh, the Master Chief, but like a full suit and helmet with a needler, like uh, all these incredible things. There were people, there was a, a, a person fully dressed as Madonna, like in some wild gown, and, and it looked like Madonna. And there are people that uh, can do some pretty incredible stuff. So Halloween is uh, the creativity level of some people. My brain doesn't go there because my brain is not good enough. It's not a creative enough, a creative enough brain to be like, I'm going to create a whole new human being on me. And there are some people that do some wilds and, and the pictures are great. So Instagram is a hilarious place uh, during Halloween to see what everyone comes up with. Uh, but just walking the streets last night where everyone, you know, everyone is out just partying and celebrating uh, and just having a great time. I was like, wow, there is, uh, there was a, I saw a woman wearing a giant uh, Taylor Swift ticket. It was obviously and it was like six hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars for the ticket because obviously it's it's insane prices for Taylor Swift tickets. And I was like, you know what? That's hilarious. Like that's a, that's a good one. Um, so there was a lot out there that I, I just that it's it's very enjoyable to see what people come up with. The the, yeah. the creative human mind is a wild place. Yeah. No, I I think we're it's safe to say we're living in the golden age of Halloween. Oh, it's yeah. really coming into its own, you know, with uh, everybody celebrating so much and being a month-long event, uh, you know, all the costumes, like you mentioned, everybody going all out. Truly, truly impressive stuff there. Absolutely. Um, That's, that was it for me. All right. My P1 um, is actually uh, going to go to uh, the city of Pittsburgh. Um, all right. It was my last uh, last show of this little uh, seven stopper that we were doing here in this uh, this this fall, um, and we sold out. Uh, we we sold out uh, in Pittsburgh at the City Winery. It was a fantastic night, great show. Um, the audience was was a lot of fun, and the venue was was awesome. And uh, it was it was just a dream to to be there in a, a city which I consider to be my my second hometown, um, obviously because my love of uh, of the Steelers. But just as I've grown up and, and become an adult, I get to go there fairly often now and uh, very familiar with it. So to, to have everybody show out there and and uh, sell that place out really meant a lot to me. And uh, it was a really cool night. So uh, P one taking the crown this week is uh, to Pittsburgh. I love you. Love that. Love that. Ben, finish this off here. Yeah. Yeah, P1 for me. Um, it's going to go to go-karting because after we recorded on Wednesday, I was a part of the best of the best race. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that on social at all. It's kind of like... It's see that. Like, it's kind of like a, like all the NASCAR content creators kind of get together and do this big go-kart race and oh. battle for like the best of the best or whatever. We have a trophy and everything. So we did that oh, at wow. GoPro Motorplex or Trackhouse Motorplex. 
I guess the yeah. rebrand up in Mooresville. So the Justin um, Mark a, special, <laughs> right? The Justin Mark special. Um, we had a practice qualifying race. I was fastest in practice. Um, my car oh. almost um, probably was trying to maybe remove me from the car because the right front tire every time. I'd get like three quarters on the straight, it would start violently shaking and probably mm. wanted to leave the cart. So I qualified Not ninth, ideal. so that didn't go well. And then I ended up winning. So, um, hey, shout out. Um, thank you. Nice. Thank you. W um, for Ben. Wow. The only winner on this podcast all year long. <laughs> you got to take what you can get. Um, so, I had a lot it. of cool. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, Jared Allen, Action Set Rental, was there. Um, so I can't remember where he finished, so I can technically take the crown of, of, uh, you know, one of the dirty milk people that were in there. So that was Good. fun to be a part Amazing. of. That was my first time doing it. So heck yeah, dude. Love that. Congrats. Thank you. I, I Thank feel you. like I've barely seen you pubbing that. I'd be pubbing the hell out of that. That's, that's I got, so I got a post big. later today. We'll, we'll, we'll show oh, some good. photos. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. It's like my fall post, you know, I gotta tag all your sponsors, tag everyone, of course. make sure, yeah, yeah. us. <laughs> right. I know. I got a shout out to Speedster. Yeah. I'll take Speed Street on it. Um, yeah. So that was, that was fun to be a part of. That's awesome. I love it. Man. Congratulations. Cool. All right. Weekend podium. The last one for uh, October as we roll into November. Now, uh, I say we get into our conversation with Catherine Leg. Really, really fun one. Really interesting one. Uh, one I think you'll enjoy. And uh, let's get to it right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen of, of the Speed Street audience, we have a very special guest this week. Uh, it's taken us far too long to get this uh, this human being on the show. Uh, she is a very, very talented race car driver, a race car driver for uh, for many years, like myself. Uh, you know, when I was a rookie at the Indy 500, uh, I believe we started next to each other, or very, very close to each other. Uh, it was a, a wild scene. She's lived a wild life. She lived a life um, that I think. Uh, she can be very proud of, and there are still so many more things to be doing. Uh, we competed together at the Indy 500 this year as well. Catherine Legg is here. Catherine, how are you doing? It looks lovely there. Hi. Uh, it is. It's very sunny, and uh, I think we're having a late summer, which is perfect. I'm not going to complain. Perfect. Where in the world are you right now? Uh, just north of Atlanta, Georgia. I live okay, uh, on lovely. Lake Lanier, so. I am. Yeah, I'm very lucky, honestly. I love it here. So I want to get into a lot of things, right? There's, I mean, you were a an incredible, you were in an incredible era of the Champ Car Series, right? Like the cars were just insane. The the the, the speeds were nuts. Uh, I I got to drive one of those DPO ones just like once, and like just to test it, like later on in life. And I can't believe that like people got to race that, and it was they were such amazing machines. What was it like? Let's go back a little bit getting into that for the first time and you're like hey i'm a badass woman i'm gonna get in here and uh this i mean it because it, it, it was it was it must have been an amazing era to be a part of terrifying yeah <laughs> absolutely terrifying no um it was and i'm really happy that you got to drive that car because <laughs> i think the lola was my favorite race car ever that champ car it was big and barely and brutal and it kicked you in the ass and honestly, when you first drove it, you could probably do six laps on your tires and you'd be absolutely spent. Like there is no muscle in your body who was able to do anymore. And so it was a big shock to the system for me because I'd done Atlantic the year before. And that was my first full year of racing, right? So to do that and then jump up to the big cars. And when I say it kicked your ass, I mean like I don't I don't think there's any modern day race car 
that is quite as brutal and beats you up quite as much. Like I was in the gym three times a day just to be able to finish a race, right? There were people who couldn't get out of the car at the end of the race. Like everybody now complaining about the heat and this, that, and the other. How many did? Hey, it is hot, okay? It is hot in there. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Have you driven the Acura GTD car? No, I never did. Dude, that is like 130 (laughs) degrees. But you you lose a bunch to weight every weekend, which is really handy. (laughs) That's nice. No, it's perfect. So yeah, those cars were absolute beasts. And um, I think that's definitely my favorite era. Catherine, I, so much is, you know, made of, um, you know, it's always a big storyline, you know, on the month of May. And then, then when you have a, a female driver such as yourself, and I know that it has to be an honor and, and, and something that you wear as a, you know, a badge of pride to have, you know, little girls, I'm about to have a daughter, right? So to have little girls be able to look up to you and, 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 and race in a race like that and do what you do professionally. But does it all after a while, sometimes you should be like, Hey, like, I appreciate this. So this is great. But like, I'm just a race car driver. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think I think that you come into racing and you try and make it as a race car driver. And it's not about being male or female or black and white or English or American or, or anything like that. It's about being the best race car driver that you can be, right? And so I didn't come into racing thinking I was going to be any kind of female role model. I didn't want that. I was very selfish. <laughs> I just wanted to be the best driver that I could be. However, along the way, you realize that what you do carries some weight. And so you want to do that responsibly too. So I want to be a good role model for these young girls. I want to be, I don't know, I have to, to say it, like I want them to think that they can be anything. It doesn't even have to be in racing. I want them to think that now the world is their oyster. And I was very lucky that my parents taught me that I could do anything that I put my mind to, right? Which is why I'm stubborn and I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> but I want them them to look at me and say, okay, well, I wanted to be a flight pilot. And if she can do this, then why why the hell like, I'm going to follow my dream? And that's not just little girls. That's like young people in general. I think we have to have positive role models on both sides. You've done so much in racing. Like people talk about how I had a diverse schedule this year. Well, like you also had a diverse schedule. Like you were also in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, in the Indy 500, uh, racing sports cars full time. Like that's, I mean, are we just hitting our stride here? Like, is this where, like, I mean, you must be feeling good. Like there's some incredible opportunities, uh, you know, popping up and, and, and you're taking advantage of them. How's, how's like, I mean, what's next? I think... You and I have had a similar career path in that we had to like drive anything that was put in front of us just to be given the opportunity so we could prove ourselves so we could get a better opportunity next time or a new opportunity. And sometimes that's worked out for us. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes not so much. Um, And I think when you are like us and you're scrappy, right? Because you haven't had big sponsors and and big um, rich families behind us to to put us with the best team for three years in a row so we can go out and win a championship. You know, we've done bits and pieces here and there. Um, I think it makes you want it more. It makes you more hungry for it, which makes you then want to take the opportunities. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody called Scott Dixon and said, hey, we really want to drive a Delta wing. Whether he would have gone, 
yeah no thank you very much or whether he would have done it like who who knows point. um but you always hope you're always hoping that it leads to the to the next thing or you can do something right that will then give you the opportunity because i don't think either of us have been with one of the championship winning teams um for a season even a season yeah um to be able to actually show anybody what we're capable of and i don't know how much of that has impacted what we're capable of like like you say we're probably really diverse we can drive anything right i've driven electric cars i've driven nascar i've driven a1 gp for my country yeah uh, dtm yeah. you know you name it i've driven it has that made me a better driver probably in a way but has that also maybe given me a chip on my shoulder and maybe i don't know like if it shapes who you are as a driver and i look back and i'm proud of, of what i've done and the the difficult positions that we've been put in that we've come back from and said no you're not going to beat me mm. through that <laughs> i'm gonna go and be the best that i can be regardless of of anything else so i think we should be very proud of ourselves yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel you on the whole chip on the shoulder type thing. Definitely understand that. Uh, you know, driving everything is awesome. But again, sometimes when you can't focus solely on, like you you mentioned, like two or three year deal with the top team. Like if, if you know what you can do and you know what, you know, what you're capable of, uh, being involved in that environment is 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 so specialized, but very, very few humans get that chance. So it's 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 something that, again, you always look at and we will always look at probably until the day we die. Like, you know what? Hey. <laughs> what, would have, what would it have been like? Um, but yeah. uh, but I want to go from your last Indy 500 right to this Indy 500. There was some time. There there was there was so there was a gap right. Time, <laughs> times have changed a little bit. Like the car, uh, yeah. In your situation, obviously in in with the Ray Hall Letterman team, which again I got to be a part of as well last year. So like I I saw on the inside, you know what what they were focusing on and and all the. You know that obviously they there was no question that they struggled at Indy, right? It was that was a that was a challenge. Um, so someone coming into the show, coming into the you know one month, hey one month party, that must have been concerning for a little while, right? Like that's tough. Cars have changed, times have changed. What do you think was the biggest difference from the last time you were in the car to then now this new this new era of vehicles? Oh, so many things. Um, yeah. So many things. I think I came in though thinking, hey, uh, RLLR have, you know, really good team, really good drivers. And they proved this year that they do, right? Like oh, yeah. they they did super well apart from out of Speedway. <laughs> I was like, really? Did I do something really bad in a previous yeah. life or something? And it's straight back. Um, but I came in thinking I'm going to have all the support that I need. And this is my opportunity, right? Like, finally, I'm going to get a shot at the 500 in a car that can win. And um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. You know, we had highs and lows. Um, but I did meet some really, really good people. And I did learn a lot from it. And I did get a lot from it. But the car, I mean, I don't think you can even, it's the same car. You say it's the same car, but it's really not the same car. It doesn't yeah. feel the same. You know, it's got the aero screen, um, the aero itself is different. Like everything's developed and evolved so much that it's a totally different car. And having not been an open wheel for a decade, right? That's uh, it was a it was a pretty big jump to get back in. More so, and what we didn't spend enough time on actually 
was traffic and um, pit stops and the like. Like I can drive a race car. Um, I know how to drive a race car. I, I proved that in qualifying, right? Fair, like, yeah. <laughs> but then <laughs> when when you put all the other elements in that I hadn't practiced, it was a little bit um, like, oh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that differently. And I, especially after the crash with Steph, um, I really felt the wrath of everybody. And so I didn't want to put a foot wrong. And oh. you know, as well as anybody else, as soon as you start thinking a little bit like that, like, okay, don't do this, don't do that. You've got to do this right. You can't mess up a pit stop. Having not practiced, really, um, we did them in the shop, but we didn't do them in anger. Um, then, you know, you're a self-fulfilling prophecy and you, and you do mess it up. So it's, it was a, it was a challenge. Now, going from uh, you know your return in twenty twenty three, uh, that we saw, uh, Catherine, do we do we have um, you know perhaps maybe you don't want to drop it on us here, but but are things in the works? Would you like to return <laughs> in twenty twenty four and beyond? You know, I yes, <laughs> I think the Andy five hundred is like um, it gets in your blood. It's like an addiction, right? Like um, very much so. You yep. You just want to keep doing it. You want to give yourself the best shot at winning as possible and i don't think that ever leaves you i mean i think if you love racing and you're doing it for the right reasons, i think that deep-seated will to want to do it and want to do well there i mean i think any driver that's on the on the grid at the indy 500 would lie if they said that they hadn't spent multiple nights dreaming of what it would like what it would be like to win it there right so every that's every night I of my think, life yeah. uh, that's literally every that's right, my exactly. every time i go to sleep yeah <laughs> pretty much right you're like yeah. if i manifest it harder than everybody else <laughs> yeah um so of course i want to um i've been speaking to a couple of teams i've been speaking to uh to honda again and and we'll see but there's so many full-time cars and there's so few engines available and there's you know you really have to fight for it and you have to have something that's worthy of them getting behind so all i can say is trying my best i really am i've been trying to get everybody rallied around me to be able to do it again because i do not want that to be the last time and when i go out like that yeah. i never see myself yeah well, I, I we hope to see back there for sure yeah and <laughs> we're in such an interesting area you mentioned like I, I think right now we legit, like there could almost be, like if you put together like all the pieces on like who like who should definitely have a shot at it, you could come up with 40 drivers right out the gate who like, who have been in it recently. But like the fact that there are just not enough engines, that's that's a tough deal, right? Like you're, you're now, yes, you're fighting to be a part of that 33. And for a couple of years, yes, there were times where like, hey, are we going to get to 33? Now it's like, yeah, yeah. we're going to get to 33, but who's going to get to be in those 33? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a very weird situation. Like I wish, because the, what the Indy 500 used to be, right, is like we have you, we have other people who have been, who definitely deserve, you know, Steph, other people who are there on the sideline who absolutely deserve another shot at it, right? But there's just fizz like, hey, we actually can't run any more engines. So you have to fight for all those opportunities that are there. Yeah, and gone in the days where there would be 45 cars trying to make it in the 33. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that would be fun again. I hope we get back to that. Obviously, the yeah. one-offs. I do, too, but then the one-offs <laughs> are at such a disadvantage because 
you know, everybody's polished their body fit and done everything so well when they've been in it all year. And it really does. It really does count. I think. But even if you gave like people like, you know, Jacob Abel's team, right? Like the Abel, like heck, those guys, they made it in too. I mean, yeah. if you even, if you gave the ability, even if they wanted to run a spare car, an extra car, I'm like, hey, just, just let us know that we've got an engine to compete. I think that would be awesome. So hopefully we get to that point. Um, well, I I want to. I think know it would make a bunch more IndyCar fans too, right? I agree. Like, can you imagine the drama of it with ten people not making the race or something? Yeah. Cool. Well, if like yes, it would be hard to do. Like yeah, you might it might not have <laughs> as much of a chance. But like that emotion when you do make it is probably just like abs like the most insane thing ever. So I I agree. Yeah. Um. The state of sports car racing right now, have you been enjoying that? Obviously, you have a great relationship with Honda and Acura. Like, that's that's been a great program. Uh, and they, they've always been really supportive of the drivers and get behind, which is really cool. Uh, in, enjoying yourself there? Like, has it been something that, hey, and obviously you're working with Sheena, you know, great a couple female drivers absolutely out there pounding the pavement, doing the work. How's that been? Um, great. Uh, I found a home in sports car racing like 10 years ago. Um, and I love it. I love that we get to do all of the, you know, really big, really storied races like Daytona and Sebring and, and Watkins and Le Mans. Uh, I'm missing Bathurst off my, off my list. I really want to do Bathurst at some point. That'd but be awesome. I, it would be so awesome. I love the, I, I don't know, the camaraderie, the team aspect the different elements to it because it's not just a sprint race right like you have to think about protecting the car you have to think about multi-class racing um you've got different levels of driver you know ratings of driver that you're up against in different stints there's just so many different facets to it that i find it kind of kind of fascinating and and also challenging all in one go but i also love it and um gosh about seven years ago I guess I thought okay it's not just about me anymore right um it is about helping the next generation I've had a really cool career even at that point and so how do we get more women into racing how do I leave a legacy and give back because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a number of, of other people and so I wanted to do something so I joined the Women in Motorsports Commission the FIA did right in its inception really and um I thought, okay, I've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. I can be of assistance to you. And um, I have that since then been a champion of, of women in all areas of racing, like engineering or mechanicking or PR, like just in general. Um, I like having the female presence in the paddock too, you know. And with Sheena this year and bringing her on board, I've tried to do the all-female team thing before and I think what it does is it just kind of shines a spotlight on it and I think that the day that we win our first race will be it'll be groundbreaking right and then there will be no more questions about whether women can compete equally with men or not because we will have proved it and so to me it's really interesting it's a it's a matter that's close to my heart I also hate that it's gimmicky sometimes because I've spent my whole career just kind of telling everybody I'm a race car driver and it doesn't matter if you're a male or female and so I want it to be authentic too and um, hopefully I've taken Sheena under my wing and I'm teaching her a thing or two and then hopefully when I'm old and decrepit and I can't drive a sports car anymore because I can't do driver changes or something (laughs) 
then uh, she'll take over the reins. You know what's interesting, and and Ben has something for you too. But I I find myself like my first Indy 500. I think it was the most women in the race like ever. Like so, I I've always been in this era of of, of I guess professional motor racing where like I've raced against a lot of really good female drivers. So like I. I have grown, like, I understand that there was definitely a time before this time, and even there are times now where, hey, like, there are still a very small number compared to, you know, the male drivers, right? But I've I've been in an era, which I think is really cool, where, again, I've seen everyone as, like, hey, we're all just going out and racing, like, we're, it's, it's, but it's a great time to, you know, compete at the highest level against no matter who it is, right? So, had, what's the state of women in motorsport right now? How do you feel about it? There was obviously recently... You know the most influential female drivers. There's big, you know, a lot of Twitter sphere activity about who's, you know, who's got the most power right that? on the internet, which is <laughs> wild. Um, um, but like, oh what, yeah, I, because it's followers or something like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, but hey, you know, people like, love such... talking about it. What What do you think though? What's the next step for you know for for the you know for women getting into motorsport? Do you see a lot of incredible you know incredibly talented women? Obviously now in the FIA Academy, they've got that as well um what how 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 is everything looking honestly connor i'm kind of disgusted with the way it's looking <laughs> like all right it's it shouldn't be <laughs> it shouldn't be about how many followers you've got and that gives you the ability to go out and find the funding and like yes okay i'm glad that you're participating but that you shouldn't be the flagship at that point like i think you're right i think when you first started in there was like Danica, B and Simona and me, like, show me where that breed of up and coming driver is right now. Cause there isn't like, uh, you, look yeah, at you the guys, all, that whole group there. I mean, that's a, you, you talk about every single girl you just mentioned right there. Hey, those are good. Those, those are, those are good drivers. Right. Um, is there anybody that you have noticed in the ladder series that's coming in that is anywhere near the caliber of those drivers I just mentioned? Well, I don't want to be. I don't want to get in trouble. Yet. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't, no, me neither. I don't want to say, I, I, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you deliver the the message. Let me get into trouble. I think there are a few, right? There are a few with potential, but what's happened is they've been <laughs> segregated and they've been put in the W series or the or the F1 Academy, which I think is, by the way, done a lot better than the W series was because at least they're with good teams mm. who are gonna teach teach them what to do and how to behave in situations and and help them come along as drivers so i think that's a step up but also unless you're racing and you're challenging yourself against the best you ain't going to get better and i'll give you jamie as an example right i think jamie has potential and i like her and i think she has the right attitude um but she was languishing in the w series for so long when she came over here she got her ass handed to her because she wasn't ready for it right Physically, it's mentally, hard. whatever Motorsport it may be. Is hard. Um, yeah. And she's, it's really hard. And so she had to fight and claw her way through this year and looks like, you know, she's going to be, she's going to be okay. And she's going to do it. Um, but then you've got a bunch of these other girls who are, look like they're in it for the wrong reasons to me because they want to be internet models or whatever it is that they want to do. I'm like, no, you've got to suffer with the rest of them to be as good as, as the best of them. Like, unless you're out there challenging yourself to be the best that you can be. Like, can you imagine if I put you in, um, I don't know, a Formula Ford series back in the day, um, and then, you know, you'd been racing against club races, and then 
I'm like, now you're going to do Indie Light, right? Like, you would just not be prepared. Um, now you're going to do Sophia Slurish, for example, has the right idea, which she's actually racing against the guys in, in FIAF3, which is a really hard championship. Like, yeah. go and pitch yourself against the best. As soon as you've been given the opportunity, like, okay, if the F1 Academy is how you get your foot in the door and it's how you learn some things, great, 100% great. But then, you know what? Go and do something that's really hard and challenge yourself to be the best that you can be because otherwise you ain't going to make it to the top anyway. And then, which is why I'm disgusted with it, is all you're doing is reinforcing people's negative opinions on female drivers because you're not doing very well because you haven't been doing it the same way that the guys do it. And also, I think it's kind of, you know, it's like saying you can only be racist if you're white right like you can only be sexist if you're if you're a man but you're you've got a whole championship that doesn't allow men in it like i don't know how i feel about that i think that racing is one of and i'll get off my soapbox in a second (laughs) racing is like the only sport that i can think of (laughs) that um, men and women can compete equally on right and so why don't they just let that be like, why don't you take that money and that support and support the ones that have the talent or show that they have the talent early on and try and make them into F1 drivers or NASCAR drivers or, or whatever it may be. So that's my thoughts on the subject. I'm obviously, it sounds like I'm not pro-woman by saying that, but I, I am aggressively pro-woman. And I think that yeah. there are so many with the talent that they could make it and I want to help them make it. And I think that a lot of people go about it the wrong way and there's a lot of misconceptions. And so I think uh, it will sort itself out, but we have to go through this weird in-between era. Uh, and I'll, I'll let Joey get into this as well, but you, you make a great point. There, There's getting there, but there's also, there's having a woman to cheer for too, right? Like having a woman that's like going out there and yes, like if, if you see someone who is truly talented and is like really good and is at the front and is successful, that makes it even more exciting, I'm sure, to see for other women. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yep. she's doing it. You know, it's like she didn't just make it there. She's doing it like that. That's where I think right. that's what I think you're talking about for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we all want to get behind the other women because we all want to see them succeed. Like, yeah, I, I, I think uh, that'd be great. Vincent James has had a massive impact on on my racing career. Michelle Mouton, who's literally the only woman on the planet that has won on a global stage, right? Like, name me a more badass woman than Michelle Mouton. She was winning World Rally Championships when I was a kid, you know? Um, So I would love to see that happen again. Like, I really really do hope that these girls do well, but my worry is that if they don't, then it's going to be, like, judged on their backs and we're all going to get written off because of it and it doesn't really affect me because i'm getting to the end of my career rather than starting out but it will affect a bunch of others no i appreciate the uh, the the honesty that was that was really really great um i i do have to ask you though uh i don't know if you saw this or not it was like last week uh catherine that this this really kind of went viral went crazy online um, and, and us three guys here, me, Ben and Connor, we don't normally get a female guest on the show. So I figured with the timing, uh, I had to ask you about it. It's this no date list. Did you see this? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Okay. It's, it's, 
So someone went online and they made a list of places. Uh, um, a young woman went online and made a list of uh, a list of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date to. And thank you, oh, lady. Oh yeah, no, uh, I yeah. did see that. Yeah. I did see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, like, now, it was like Cheesecake Factory was on there or something. Yeah, like, Olive Garden was okay. on there. Olive Garden oh. was on there. <laughs> uh huh. So what I want to do yeah. here is my last question is I just want to give the the top five on this list to you and okay. then, and I I want to know if this is fair or not and if you would go to any of these. Uh, <laughs> so number five, Olive Garden. Number four, Chipotle. Number three, Chili's. Two, Applebee's, and one, Cheesecake Factory. Is that fair game, or are you saying, no way, I can't do that? I would go to Chipotle or Cheesecake Factory, but I wouldn't go to the others just because I don't like like them as much as Chipotle and Cheesecake Factory. But, I mean, come on. Like, there's not anything left on that list. I mean, where are you going to take somebody? (laughs) It was a wild scene. The internet is But they even have, okay, they even have, like, the movies. Like, you're not going to go to the movies on a a first date? I mean, coffee dates is on the list. Like, what are we talking about? (laughs) I mean, I think coffee and movies is a great first date. Especially, like, if you're sussing them out in the movies, you don't have to talk to them. You can kind of like look at them slide in. Just get the vibes. You feel the vibes. <laughs> on the vibes. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. How much of my popcorn are you going to steal? Exactly. <laughs> sure. Hey, that's good to sure. know. Yeah. That's good to good. know. Um, so I'll, I'll give you one more question here as well. We appreciate you taking the time to do this, honestly, especially while you're out in nature. Uh, it's very kind of you. Um, so... When you when you look at IndyCar, when you look at the state of the series, and and obviously it's growing, you know what do you where do you think? I love asking people this because again, I'm a big IndyCar fan. I I love IndyCar racing. This is like this is my heart and soul, my whole life. And and I think sometimes I get grief for it because like I just want to see it be the best that it can be because I I love this sport. Where do you think is 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 the biggest area that we like? as a series because again I, i'm probably not going to be full-time in indycar again but doing the indy i don't probably do the indy 500 right but that still is part of it you want to see it grow where do you think the series needs to focus on hey this is our next area of development this is how we grow to the next level because again we took a big step forward indycar got a lot of a lot more viewers this year i think it was great we obviously see tons of cars on the grid it's insane but where do you think there is a missing element or, or something that, hey, we're all, we, we need to work on as a series to get better? I think that a couple of things with how society has gone in the last 10, 20 years, like everybody loves reality TV. And I think that Formula One in America is big now purely because of Drive to Survive. So I think that they do need to have a TV show that follows people around. And I think they need to focus on their personalities. I think these kind of kids that are buying their way in with no personality do nothing for the sport. They may keep it going for a year or two, but it's not its not what makes it. Like, we need Connor Dailies of the world because that's who the fans get behind. And that's what's going to make people watch IndyCar, you know? Like, Danica was great from that respect. You've got Scott Dixon, you've got... You know, you look back and you've got the Paul Tracy's and Dario's and people of the world and Mario further back than that, Mario Andretti's. And like, it was all about the personalities and about the brands that were involved. Well, we got brands. That's great. Um, and we got a lot of really cool sponsors at the moment too. And we go to a lot of really cool venues. They're refining that, which is good. 
So I think it's really the TV and then focusing on who you've got as the drivers being personalities because it's the same in F1. If you've got these like robotic, no personality driver, nobody's going to find that interesting. And it's as much about the human element as it is about the racing. And so we need the PTs of the world who are going to wear like wrestling masks and you know, Tagliani's and, and it was just, it was, it was cool because people had a favorite driver and they would support that driver vehemently, just like mm. they do a football team or a soccer team or, or whoever else. So that's where I think it should be. I love, no, I love it. And, 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 and I, and I agree. I, I think the, the star power, the personality power, there's so many people who are still afraid to just be themselves so and I, and I don't know why that's the case because a lot of these drivers even in IndyCar right now some of the young guys coming in like I've got to hang out with them away from the track right great dudes away from the track too it's like hey just be yourself more at the track because I think people will respond to that you create a you create a brand you create this personality this aura like you know Pat O'Ward is a guy like you know obviously perfect the Mexican, example he's Mexican great fan base is like is so powerful but that guy's literally the most famous person in the series now because he's just a dude yeah. he's posting selfies he's he's hanging out at, with djs he's doing cool stuff but he's also successful you know what i mean like he's he's testing f1 cars he's good but like you can still be you you know you can still yeah. post cool photos at your house in mexico and great sushi <laughs> have a great time but just be you yeah 100 percent. couldn't agree more <laughs> yeah well hey i i appreciate everything that you've done and all for you know getting if i mean hey get these women in the in the cars let's get them up there let's i full full on supporter of that because everyone that i've driven against at the top level has always been a great racer so i you know i i don't see any reason why uh you know that that shouldn't happen and i'm excited to see what how the future goes you know for everyone with with the fia academy with everything that's going on and hopefully you know we do have that that female champion who people are getting behind and it's like, Hey, this is, this is, you know, going, we're going head to head at the top level of the game. So we, we appreciate you. would love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thanks guys. Catherine. Fun talking to you. Nice to meet you. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you too. Well, a fantastic conversation once again. Uh, and, and Catherine, honestly, I got to respect her honesty there. There's a lot there that's, that's, you know, so it's, it's hard to talk about for sure. Sometimes, but I uh, and 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 she texted me afterwards. She was like, "Oh, you know, was I too too hard on 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 the W series?" She 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 doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to come across like she's, you know, throwing a lot of shade at the W series of the FIA Academy. She is absolutely, without a doubt, a huge proponent of uh, uh -huh. you know, the more and more ways to get women involved in motorsport. You know, as I think we all should be. So. Um, so yeah, she's she, but, but she she brings up a lot of you know honest points about hey. We want to we want to cheer for you know for these uh, these folks to get involved these women that get involved and um, you know it, it'd be great to see them you know being uh, you know as successful and 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 working as hard as uh, you know those that came before them so pretty pretty cool conversation I thought yeah that was my first time I've gotten to interact with Catherine and uh, I really really enjoyed it you know sometimes uh, you you don't really know what you're gonna walk into I feel like on both sides and I thought she brought it I thought she brought it and a lot of people are gonna get a lot of stuff out of it so. Appreciate it the time, no doubt. All right, well, let's get to uh, a segment that does not have any theme music yet, as far as I know. But the Ricky Trailway <laughs> Random Indy Five Hundred Driver of the Week, people's favorite segment, uh, a great yep. segment of, of, of many folks. Um, we went this year, or this <laughs> this week, with the uh, the nineteen sixty nine 
Indy 500, which uh, just it's it, it's a classic won by Mario Andretti. We had to go a little bit more. You know, we've been in the 50s lately. Let's go to the 60s, 1969. Uh, great year for motor racing. Uh, we will go with the 17th place finisher, Sonny Eights. Sonny Eights finished 17th. Um, I did I did not know this name. I did not know Sonny Eights. Uh, Charles Sonny Eights was an American race car driver, uh, born in 1935, born in Sellersburg, Indiana. So an Indiana guy. Uh, uh-huh. uh, love to see Indiana folks uh, in the racing in the racing world. Uh, racing the USAC Championship Car Series, 1968 to 1970, 15 career starts, and uh, 1969 Indianapolis 500. So only one Indy 500 for Sunny Eights. So that's wild. It, it, I always find it crazy that we happen to stumble upon uh, only single Indy 500 starters. Um, I mean, that was his only race, and and you know lived all the way till 2010. So that's that's wild. Died in Arizona in 2010. Yeah, I'm wondering how he got the nickname Sonny from uh, Charles. Uh, Charles, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if we'll, we'll ever, we'll ever get that. But yeah, hey, he says he's one of the one best of the sprint car racers in the '60s and '70s. So that's that's incredible. What a, what a career! Only one Indy 500 though. So we we found him. We found his his only Indy 500. Yep, and that is the only time that he will appear on this list. Sonny Eight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, good deal. Uh, Connor, I know you got to get back to bed or uh, fly back to Indy or whatever you got to do. <laughs> so I appreciate you waking up. I uh, appreciate everybody out there for listening. Continue to be with us for this two-year journey, 100 episodes in. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to more. So thank you so much. Uh, next week we will be back with, uh, who knows, I'm sure a recap of NASCAR, what goes on this weekend. And uh, I'm sure Connor will lock in potentially another great guest as he's been doing for almost two years now. So, uh, whatever the matter is, uh, we will talk to you again next week on Speed Street. Dirty Mode Dough with Steve Letarte has a new episode available now on all major podcasting platforms. Make sure to follow the show to see what crazy bets Steve and the guys are making now. This bit of badassery was made by Dirty Mode Media. Dirty Mode.